On today's episode, the Chicago Blackhawks dropped their preseason opener last night 4-1 to to the St. Louis Blues. However, there were still plenty of positive takeaways from the first preseason game on the Blackhawks slate. I'll get into everything that caught my eye last night, plus a preview of tonight's matchup with the Detroit Red Wings right here on Locked On Blackhawks. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Wednesday, September 28th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at Jack Bushman2, or you could also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And if you're listening to the audio version of today's episode and you like what you're hearing, then please be sure to go and show some support first by following the podcast. You can also go and rate me with five stars if you like what you're hearing today as well. And if you're tuning in through Apple Podcasts or through Spotify, then you can also go and leave me a review. And the best part about it all is that it's 100% for free wherever you may be listening to your podcasts. Go and follow the show right now, and you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And if you're not already watching the video version of today's episode, then you got to be sure to go and check out Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube because each and every episode moving forward, folks, from here on out, We'll have a video uploaded to YouTube as well. So please, if you haven't done so yet, go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. I would greatly appreciate all the support that I can get, folks. Also, go and smash the like button for me down below on this video as well and comment as to which Blackhawks player was your most <clears throat> was your biggest standout last night in the loss to the St. Louis Blues. And last, go and ring the bell, turn on those push notifications. So you can know exactly when the episode gets uploaded to YouTube each and every day. All right. Good morning, everyone. Thank you all for tuning into another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks. And thank you all for making the show your first listen here to start off your day. Last night, of course, the Blackhawks opened up their preseason slate with a matchup against the St. Louis Blues at the United Center. And before we get into the game itself, I just want to say how great it truly was to watch game action once again, to be, you know, kind of back in my routine, live tweeting games, eating some good food, drinking a beer or two, and watching some Blackhawks hockey. And I really did get, you know, <clears throat> super giddy and almost had like butterflies in my stomach, knowing that game action is officially back for the first time. And it's going to be a grind now for the next several months, uh, but just super excited for Blackhawks hockey to be back. I'm sure, you know, a lot of you listeners out there are, are feeling the exact same way. And for my show, Game Action provides much better content than July and August in the offseason when we're talking about a bunch of hypothetical situations, a bunch, a bunch of what ifs and, and all that stuff. Now we have something a little more concrete with the games actually being back. Um, but good to be back. Wish the Blackhawks would have been able to kick things off with a win, especially against St. Louis. It never feels good losing to them, even if it is in the preseason. But 
Uh, the Hawks did ultimately come up short last night, losing by a score of four to one. But I did still have, as I already mentioned in the cold open, plenty of positive takeaways from last night's game. And that's what I'm going to get into to start off the, uh, start off the show here today, folks. First takeaway, though, not going to lie, it is not a positive one. And that's the Blackhawks penalty kill still clearly needs some work because last night it, it really wound up being the difference maker. If you go and look at the five on five numbers, all three periods, the Blackhawks really were in control and were getting more shots on net, getting more scoring chances, getting the better looks. They just weren't able to find the back of the net. I got to give some credit to Jordan Bennington in those opening 40 minutes. He played really well and made two, three, four big time stops to keep the Blackhawks from uh, piling on a couple of more goals. But the penalty kill really was what burned the Blackhawks last night, surrendered three PPGs to the St. Louis Blues. Now, I will say the Blues last year had one of the best power plays in the entire NHL, and it seemed like when the Blackhawks played them each and every time in the regular season last year, the Blues were taking it to them on the power play. That continued to be the story here in preseason game number one. And yeah, the Blackhawks just need to make some adjustments. It was a tough first look for Luke Richardson's new aggressive PK, if you will. Uh, but Richardson talked about this after the game. He wants his players to remain aggressive. He actually broke down a play where, you know, things were going well. It's just one kind of miscommunication or lapse. And the Blues, with that good of a power play and with that special of talent out there on the ice, they're going to make you pay. And uh, he liked what he saw, but he knows that they need more work. And he actually talked about how uh, it frustrates him that teams work on the power play more so in training camp than they do the penalty kill. And that's something that, you know, he's going to recognize and make sure they put in uh, the necessary work here in the next few days of practice. But yeah, the penalty kill, man, it's been an issue for the Blackhawks the last couple of seasons. And we saw how special teams can really impact the game last night. You know, at even strength, it's a 1-1 contest. The Blackhawks had plenty of power play chances themselves. Couldn't really get anything going. Didn't get any consistent action. I do like how well they moved the puck. That was certainly an improvement, but didn't get a ton of quality looks. Tyler Johnson had a really good one in front, but missed the net. Uh, and then, you know, the Blues, when they got their chances, as good teams do, they capitalized on them. And that wound up being uh, the difference in the final outcome. So the Blackhawks obviously still need to work on their penalty kill, but it's early in the preseason, only preseason game number one, not going to have any too big of overreactions or anything, but it's obvious the Blackhawks aggressive PK still has a ways to go before they're kind of um, all rolling um, on the same, get it rolling and get them all on the same page and everything. And Colin Blackwell touched on that too. It's going to take some time. We're kind of having guys rotate in and out of that situation. Uh, and he actually kind of doubled down by saying the Blackhawks have good penalty killers this season, and that's not going to be the penalty kill they put out on the ice when the regular season starts. So we'll have to see, but uh, definitely not the greatest start for the Blackhawks PK last night against the Blues. The second big takeaway that I had, now we're starting to get into the positives here, folks. And my biggest positive might be Kevin Korchinski absolutely stealing the show last night. Of course, the seventh overall pick in the 2022 NHL draft, getting his first kind of look at NHL action. Obviously, it's the preseason, so it's a whole lot different. But, you know, for being 18 years old, uh, a young 18-year-old as well, this was a situation for Korchinski where, 
you might have thought he was a little bit out of his element and would have a hard time adjusting and making the reads and just playing at the NHL pace and physicality. Now, that wasn't an issue whatsoever. In fact, I think Kevin Korchinski looked right at home. And the biggest asset of his, obviously, is the speed that he possesses. I mean, he and he knows how to utilize it. I mean, skating up the ice, he had a beautiful play. I posted it on Twitter. Patrick Kane is carrying the puck up the right side in the neutral zone. And you see Korchinski just beeline it from the point dead into the neutral zone, into the offensive zone, beats his man back door. Kaner puts it right on his tape. Jordan Bennington just made a heck of a pad save to keep it out of the net. But those are the types of plays that I've been talking about here on the show, how Kevin Korchinski has both the speed and the recognition to jump into a play and give his team an odd man rush going the other direction. That's something I've talked about numerous times this summer, and it was a perfect example right there in last night's game against the Blues. And also, Korchinski is so fast that he has the speed to wheel back and recover and go and make a play on the defensive side of things. So I was really ecstatic with what I saw out of Kevin Korchinski last night. And also the confidence, the reads, how swift his passes were, how trusting he already is of his game and of his attributes. I mean, making confident no-look passes from behind the net. The right passes, by the way, just no-lookers are very quick ones to get the puck out of the zone. His reads, I thought, were really good. He didn't rush into anything. Uh, He still, you know, has some room to grow physically and has to mature a little bit. He's a big kid. He's six foot two, but still needs to thicken out a little bit. And once that happens, if he's able to keep up those wheels, man, I'm so stoked for what Kevin Korchinski could be. He just looked really comfortable. And last night's game was the biggest thing to me. Like, it looked nothing like his first little glimpse of NHL action. Very poised very confident, made all the right reads, jumping up into the play, had a couple of good shots on goal. He wound up with 19 minutes and two seconds of time on ice last night while being paired with Connor Murphy. Really impressive stuff out of Kevin Korchinski, and I think he left all Blackhawks fans wondering what we may have in the future after a pretty spectacular first showing uh, in the Hawks' 4-1 loss to the Blues last night. All right. There are my first few takeaways from last night's preseason opener. Coming up in just a minute, I'll continue where I left off. But first, I got to talk to you all about Bet Online. Bet Online is both the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and Vegas casino games here in 2022. Bet Online is also your number one source for all pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. You can find all of the latest developments game matchups, news, and podcasts on whatever game you want to place a wager on. BetOnline is also your continued source for all sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and game scores. Again, it's both the fastest and the easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including the MLB, MMA, boxing, and even golf. So head on over to the website today, or you can also use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online, where the game begins. All right, we're back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. Continuing over from where I left off, my next key takeaway that I had from the Blackhawks' 4-1 preseason loss to the Blues last night was other young prospects making an impact, I thought, for numerous Hawks youngsters, they had a pretty good showing last night. I'll start with 
Alex Vlasic, the Hawks' second-round pick back in the 2019 NHL draft, played a couple of years at BU, stepped onto the scene with the Blackhawks at the end of last season, and looked really solid for being a kid just out of college. And throughout training camp, we had seen him getting paired up with Seth Jones for the majority of the time, and those two remained as the top pairing last night for the Blackhawks. Vlasic wound up playing 17 minutes and 50 seconds. He was actually uh, third on the Blackhawks in time on ice going into the third period, but seems like the Blackhawks uh, coaching staff elected to give Korchinski a little bit more time late with the team trailing, and some of the more offensive-minded guys kind of got some time down the stretch. But Vlasic, I thought, played a really solid and, and just a sturdy game overall and didn't have any shining plays or anything, just making the right reads making the simple plays in his own zone. He had a really good bank pass early on in the game to feed Andreas Athanasiu for a good look in the offensive zone. Just making the correct reads, not turning the puck over, getting the puck out of the defensive zone. That's the nature of the beast for Alex Vlasic. He's never going to wow you with his offensive skills or with his speed. He's, you know, decent skater for being six foot six, six foot seven, but nothing near Kevin Korchinski's level or anything. But for him, Similar to a guy I'm just about to get into in a second, it's just kind of all about playing sturdy and getting the puck out of your own end, making the simple reads, not coughing the puck up and and not putting your team in a position uh, to be stuck in their own zone defensively. And Vlasic, I thought, did that really well last night. And looking at some of the analytics for the Blackhawks at five on five when he was on the ice, the Blackhawks were up 28 to one in Corsi, 14 to four in shots on goal. 12-2 in scoring chances. Vlasic was also on the ice for the Hawks' lone goal of the night. So he and Seth Jones, I thought, really showed some good chemistry together. And I think that's a really good spot for Alex Vlasic to be in throughout the rest of the preseason and and training camp and maybe even the start of the regular season, too, with Jake McCabe out. I like how they're uh, they're having Seth Jones take Vlasic under his wing. I think that's the right way to go about it. And you know, if Alex Vlasic can keep progressing and keep making these strides that we're seeing, I'm really excited about that top pairing of he and Seth Jones, potentially, if that is uh, the top pairing when the Blackhawks enter the season. But good stuff out of Alex Vlasic last night. Last night, I thought he looked really smooth. And kind of in a similar case, I thought Ethan Del Mastro, the fourth-round pick from the 2021 NHL draft, this kid just continues to impress me every time I see him because, <clears throat> again, he's not someone he's, who's going to wow you. Um, his speed isn't all that prevalent, but he is as sturdy as they come in the defensive zone and making all the right reads too. The Blackhawks, Luke Richardson and the coaching staff really used Del Mastro in defensive situations more often than not, and I thought, you know, Blackhawks would win the faceoff in the D zone. He'd make the right read to get the puck out. When he needs to go and get physical with someone along the boards to separate them from the puck, he goes and does that. When he has nothing and just needs to chip it out into the neutral zone to go and fight another day, he makes those reads as well. So I, I really think Ethan Del Mastro is maturing pretty rapidly right in front of our eyes. Like maybe I'm exaggerating here, but I feel like Ethan Del Mastro really isn't that far away. And if he wanted to or if he was eligible to, he probably would be playing down with the Rockford Ice Hogs in the AHL. I know numbers-wise that wouldn't make sense, but putting all that aside, simply where Ethan Del Mastro's game's at, I think he's ready to be playing professional hockey, but 
Uh, still not a bad thing whatsoever that he's going to go back and be the captain for the Mississauga Steelheads once again. Uh, and I'm really excited about this kid's defensive prowess. I mean, you need defensemen like that who are just so stable and sturdy in the defensive zone. And Del Mastro's a big kid who's finally adding some weight and adding some muscle to his game. Really good showing for him last night, uh, along with Caleb Jones on the third pairing. Del Mastro finished with two hits in 18 minutes and 21 seconds. And he was also on the ice for uh, 10 shots on goal, four to just three against at five on five, while being on the ice for seven scoring chances as well to just three against. My next other young prospect who made an impact last night for the Blackhawks was Cole Gutman or Gold Gutman, as some folks have already dubbed him. Uh, and that whole third line of he, Buddy Robinson, and Colin Blackwell really impressed me. They kind of got off to a slow start, and I was wondering how their chemistry was going to work. But in the second and third periods, they were creating a lot of good scoring chances. Uh, and looking at their analytics, 14-6 to in Corsi, 12-2 in shots on goal, 8-4 to in scoring chances. And of course, uh, they created the lone goal that the Blackhawks had on the night when Buddy Robinson set up Cole Gutman in front for his first kind of professional goal. But Gutman's someone who just continues to stand out and continues to make the most of his opportunities. The Tom Curvers prospect showcase, he was a man on a mission, really the first time where he stepped onto the scene and jumped onto the radar for a lot of Blackhawks fans. And he just continues grinding away, doing all the right things. The former captain of the Denver Pioneers is really strutting his stuff, if you will, so far this preseason. And um, we'll see how it continues to go. I wouldn't rule him out from potentially being an extra forward on the Blackhawks opening night roster. Maybe they want to give him time in Rockford, but I just keep being impressed with what I see from Cole Gutman the more and more I see out of him. My last young prospect who I want to give a shout out to real quick is Samuel Savoy, who was down on the fourth line with Michael Tepley and Josiah Slavin. Savoy, and Andrew Shaw, I mean, the car the comparisons are eerily similar. Like, you saw it last night. Savoy just wants to mix it up, get in people's faces, and be annoying every time he's on the ice. And honestly, it worked because the Blues were clearly agitated by his tantics. It actually wound up saving the Blackhawks a goal. Savoy went and checked the Blues player into their own boards because that's just the things he does. And uh, a Blues player grabbed his stick and wouldn't let it go to to uh, allow Savoy, Savoy excuse me, the opportunity to go and, and skate up ice. And they actually got called as a bench miner. And the Blues scored a goal just a second after the whistle had blown. So Savoy's antics actually saved the Blackhawks a goal last night. But this dude is just an absolute goon, and I am here for it every day of the week. Uh, led the Blackhawks with five hits in just over 12 minutes of time on ice. One shot on goal, two penalty minutes. But he's an agitator out there. He's wanting to get under your skin as many times as possible, and he'll do it with a huge smile on his face each and every time. I'm seriously already in love with Samuel Savoy. Uh, not going to make the Blackhawks opening night roster, but a good first look for him at some sort of NHL action. Um, I'm excited to see how his season's going to go in Gatineau because this kid is must-see TV every time he's on the ice. And yeah, the Andrew Shaw comparisons, they're real. They're real, and it's actually uncanny how similar those two play uh, like one another. My last positive takeaway that I had from uh, the Blackhawks' preseason loss to the Blues last night was Andreas Athanasiu and Max Domi fitting the part. Andreas Athanasiu 
in practice prior to the game last night, um, was bumped up to the first line with Domi and Kane for the first time, really, this training camp. And I always figured that would be a really good spot for him to showcase his stuff. That's adding some speed to that line with Domi and Kane. Domi's got some wheels as well, some good offensive skill. Uh, and Athanasiu was a man on a mission last night. It's actually kind of hard to fathom that he didn't find the back of the net. He had five or six real good scoring opportunities, and most of them were created by his speed. And that's what had me excited for Athanasiu throughout the summer. I was really, really stoked to see him fly in action because he's one of the best skaters in the NHL, can give himself more scoring chances because of that. And that was so evident last night. I mean, right off the bat, Andreas Athanasiu had two really good looks in the first five or six minutes because of his speed and just continued to come close and close and close. Unfortunately, wasn't able to find the back of the net, but you know, if he's playing like that, more often than not, the goals are going to go in. So I was really impressed with the speed of Athanasiu. I mean, I knew he could fly, but it's just, it, he's going to be fun to watch as long as he's here in Chicago. I'm really excited to see what Grease Lightning has in store this season. And then for Mags Domi, I thought he played well and showed some good chemistry with Patrick Kane. Uh, but honestly, maybe the most impressive part to me from Domi's game last night was his ability at the faceoff dot. Now, again, I know it's a preseason game and it's only one of them, but Domi won 12 of 17 faceoffs last night and seven of eight of those, he was seven of eight against Ryan O'Reilly, who's known as one of the best faceoff guys in the entire NHL. Now, maybe Factor didn't really give a damn because it's the preseason. That's certainly in the realm of possibility, but I was still really impressed with Domi's ability <clears throat> to win faceoff draws. Excuse me. Domi's ability to win some draws last night because he's only a career 46% guy at the dot, never really been able to stick at center for the majority of the season. And that was kind of my concern about putting him uh, at the center position with Patrick Kane. Is he going to win enough draws to get Patrick Kane the puck? And last night he did that very well. So um, really good stuff from both newcomers, Andreas Athensiu and Max Domi in their first preseason game against the Blues. All right, for my third and final segment today, folks, before I wrap things up, I also wanted to be sure to talk for a moment about who we could see in the lineup for the Blackhawks tonight as they're back in action once again for another preseason game, this time against the Detroit Red Wings at Little Caesars Arena up in Detroit. And the Wings also just played a preseason game last night. They bested the Pittsburgh Penguins 6-2 to two out in Pittsburgh, so they're going to be on the back end of a back-to-back -back as well. Um, and the first thing I wanted to say is that uh, it's highly unlikely that anyone who played for either of these teams yesterday will be will be back in the lineup here tonight. Sadly, looking at Detroit's lineup yesterday, Dominic Kubalik, P. Suter, Ole Mata, and Jordan Osterley all already played yesterday. So uh, I wouldn't expect them to be in the lineup. The Wings actually played most of their big guys as well. So this game actually could be a little gross up in Detroit tonight. But for the Blackhawks, I'd expect to see everyone you didn't see against St. Louis. You know, Lucas Reichel should be in there. Alec Regula, Isaac Phillips, Jakob Galvis, Philip Kurashev, Sam Lafferty. All the guys who didn't get in, they should be in there tonight against Detroit. Maybe 
Nolan Allen, former first round pick on the back end, Nicholas Bodan too. Uh, those types of players are the ones we should see in action here tonight. For me, the real question is who's going to get the start in net? I mean, it would certainly make sense for it to be Arvid Soderblom after both Peter Morazic and Alex Daylock got into the game last night. Uh, I think it would make a ton of sense to give this game to Soderblom. He actually has been the one uh, serving as Morazic's backup so far through training camp. They had Alex Daylock in group two, but obviously Soderblom isn't going to stick around for the start of the regular season. He'll go down to the Ice Hogs and be their number one goaltender there. But they clearly want to give him reps. They want to give him opportunities. They know he's going to be a big part of the future. And probably even as soon as next season, he'll he'll ideally be the black up, backup for the Chicago Blackhawks. So uh, I figure tonight's game is going to go to Arvid Soderblom, or he's at least going to start it. He could also split it down the middle as well with either uh, Jackson Stauber or Mitchell Weeks. And a lot of people might think that Stauber has a leg up right now, but Mitchell Weeks, don't forget, this this kid had a 37-save shutout in Game 2 of the Tom Curvers Prospect Showcase. And in the opener, Jackson Stauber kind of had a Swiss cheese moment there in the second and third period where the Blackhawks gave up five unanswered to blow a lead and eventually lose that game. So we'll see what's going to happen in net for the Blackhawks tonight. I do expect Arvid Soderblom to start it, but we're going to have to uh, wait and see whether or not he splits it. and. If he does, is that going to be with Mitchell Weeks or with Jackson Stauber? But plenty more Blackhawks young talent will be on display once again tonight, folks, when the Hawks take on the Red Wings. So be sure to tune into the game. It's a 6.30 p.m. Central Time puck drop to get in on all the action. All right, folks, I think that is going to wrap up Wednesday, September 28th's episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you all again for tuning into the show, and be sure to go and follow Lockdown Blackhawks right now, wherever you get your podcasts, and go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube, and you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, you got to be sure to go and check out the Lockdown NHL podcast for all the news and updates throughout the NHL offseason. It's free and available on all platforms. So be sure to go and check out Lockdown NHL right now, wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you all for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at Jack Bushman too, or you can also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talkin' Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And for any questions at all regarding anything related to the Blackhawks or to the show, feel free to email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. That's all one word, LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. Or you can also hit me up on any one of my Twitter accounts. So until tomorrow's episode, thanks again for tuning into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.